A few years back, people saw Facebook and other social media platforms as something that they could gatekeep for young people. In the sense that only those below the age of 40, for example, are allowed to post on these platforms. However, as someone... Okay, I'm 20 already, so I'm no longer a teenager. As someone who belongs to Gen Z, I do think that social media platforms can serve as an opportunity to converse with people outside your age range. And this is something that we're going to talk about in today's episode of Full 180. Hi, I'm Jayco, a sophomore student at the University of the Philippines, Diliman, and you're listening to a podcast where we tackle instructional communication concepts and relate them to everyday life. For today's episode, we're going to talk about the role of Facebook in teacher-student relationships. As someone who grew up in the age of the internet, I really don't think that we can gatekeep Facebook for youngsters. And honestly, if we're talking about Facebook, it's no longer even a young people-dominated website. Maybe Twitter would be more apt. But um, the study that we're going to use for today's episode as a framework is called Student-Teacher Relationship in the Facebook Era, the Student Perspective, written by Arnon Hershkovitz and Alona Forkosh Baruch from the Tel Aviv University in Worcester Polytechnic Institute. It was published in the International Journal of Continuing Engineering Education and Lifelong Learning in 2013. So this study was made seven years ago, so there's findings here that I don't think applies to now. Because it concludes that young people still view Facebook as something that is a close territory for them, but that they do tend to add teachers on social media that they want to connect with in real life. Now I think the latter still holds true because when I was in high school, I graduated junior high school in 2017, and I did add some of my favorite teachers from that time period on social media. But I don't think it's fair to gatekeep these platforms to young people just because they're really ingrained into our everyday lives now. And in the teacher-student relationship, it's something that we can utilize in um, fostering convenience and connection. Uh, I think that this could be an advantage because it's a, it's a way to reach your professors instantly because email isn't exactly the most accessible or easiest form of communication these days just because it's a bit slow. So having Facebook and Twitter around is really helpful for me. One particular incident that I felt illustrated how important Facebook was, was when I needed to consult with a teacher about a grade in a final paper. So it was really something that would affect my final grade. And I'm not super grade conscious or anything, but it was something I worked on for hours days so 
when I reached out to them on Facebook for clarification, it was resolved almost instantly. And they saw that they overlooked some details and they made the correct adjustment in my grade. And it's just one of the many demonstrations of how having an instant communication or instant channel with your professor is really helpful and beneficial. And if people are afraid of teachers losing their credibility because of having Facebook, I don't think it's a problem anymore because it's actually a sign that they're human, you know, that they're people and that you can connect with them. I think we're way past the point that teachers should be seen as godlike individuals. I think it's actually beneficial to see them as people that you can talk to about other topics besides academics because it just adds a layer of personality and connection. You know, um, I guess an example of this beyond the teacher-student relationship is New York representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. She really comes across as personable on social media. She doesn't seem as like a robotic politician. And I think it works in her favor because it just really brands her as a progressive candidate that young people can relate to. And it applies well to teachers. I guess if you want to be seen as not cool but like approachable to your young students, I think having a social media account would work in your favor. But maybe I, I, I've seen some people have a work account and uh, another account for their personal account and another account for their personal posts and I guess that's a hassle and like not like having a social media profile is a prerequisite for build, building rapport but just it really it really adds and I think the bottom line here is that we shouldn't demonize social media in the context of teacher-student relationships anymore. Rather, we should make use of it and utilize it to come up with something beneficial in the field of instructional communication. And that is a bridge to form instant connections with students, especially in situations that they need. And I guess that's pretty much it. You know, social media is still growing, but in but we all know that it can lead to some consequences. And I guess we're all pretty well versed on digital citizenship at this point. So I guess there's no point in expanding this episode anymore beyond all those reasons for the benefits of Facebook or social media. Social media, rather, because I feel like Facebook opens a can of worms because it's not very private, but I think that's a conversation we should have at another time. I really enjoyed talking about this topic. It was almost unscripted, and I really did enjoy recording the Full 180 podcast. So if you have any comments, suggestions about the next podcast maybe you can use the hashtag full 180 speech 
And once again, I'd like to thank my instructor, Ms. Gray and Keith Pasquale, for all her modules which serve as the framework for these episodes. This has been Jayco, a sophomore student from the University of the Philippines, Diliman, saying goodbye but also leaving you with a call to action to hashtag defend UP and to take part in discourse that stimulates critical thinking and and compassion towards the masses. This has been Full 180.